It is the deliberate, intentional attempt to create a new normal. Okay, groomer. The left hates that term. They are absolutely livid about it. And I suspect one of the reasons they're so livid about it is because it seems like it's on target. Whatever the reason that that term is really having an effect on them, that means it's an effective term. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. And the issue today, frankly, is, is it fair? Is it a fair term? You know, I still have an interest in being fair. It's one of the nice things about being a person with some kind of moral code. You get to be fair with people even when they're specifically unfair towards you. Is it a fair term? Well, here's a, a, a video that I saw. It's not the first one that I've seen like this. And it's, and it's not the first one with this exact same circumstances. But I'm going to show you a clip of a parent who is at a school board meeting and then reads out what her homework assignment for her 15-year-old daughter was. I'm going to read you an assignment given to my 15-year-old daughter at a local high school. This will be horrifying for me to read to you, but that will give you perspective on how she must have felt when her teacher required her to memorize this and to act it out in front of her entire class. I don't love you. It's not you. It's just, I don't like your dick or any dick in that case. I cheated, Joe. I'm sorry. This is propaganda. Forgive me. Excuse me. I I don't. Thank you so much for your. Thank you for your uh, comment. Forgive me. I we're not using profanity. Are you? Okay. This this required my daughter to read memorize this and read this pornographic material. Excuse me. Please don't engage with the audience. Okay. Uh, sorry, so please continue your public comment. Your your time is you've got one at one minute and nineteen seconds. Um, I ask you simply. This is a public meeting. I ask for decorum, um, and I'm asking Dr. Jara. Thank you so much, Dr. Jara. If you don't want me to read it to you, what was that like for my 15 year old daughter to have to memorize pornographic material and um, and memorize it and Madam President, members of the board staffs on this, um, we can have the region superintendent. Scott, I'm interested in this story for for two reasons. Uh, And I'll save the other one for Steve. Let's start with the, the immediately accessible one. This mother is down at the school board, and we've seen an awful lot of angry parents, and I believe that this entire pushback against the woke agenda, which is very effective, and they are on their way out fast, is definitely a bottom-up grassroots situation. But the thing that struck me most about this is, in so many of these school board videos that we've seen over the last year or two, the parents are angry. And in this case, the mom is obviously angry, but what she really is, is is hurt you yeah. can you can hear her her voice is breaking she is exceedingly she upset she's exceedingly upset and that exceedingly upset attitude is not coming from the material the exceeding level of emotion that this mother is feeling is the reaction of the mother to the emotional trauma that her daughter went through as a result of this uh policy which was mandated by the school board in question 
this is not an academic issue. This is, we are talking about now issues that are causing extraordinarily emotional stress at a time in young people's lives when they are least capable of dealing with it, when they're most susceptible to it. It is in fact an effort to essentially destroy young people's innocence and their ability to live a life as children and that's just simply not going to be allowed if, if the woke agenda has its way. I've been in many school board meetings over the years. I was a school reporter. So at that time, there were five school districts that I covered, which means I spend an inordinate amount of time sitting through school board meetings and work sessions and just a lot of evenings of hours and hours of drudgery like that. It, it is unimaginable to me that a school board member would say, I'm sorry, what happens in the classroom is inappropriate in a public adult setting. <clears throat> if that is true, that that should just be ipso facto, it's inappropriate in the classroom. There, And that immediately should have been the conclusion of that. Now, the parents' conclusion when she saw what the real reaction was from the school board should have been immediately to say, all is lost. There is no hope of getting my child a kind of decent education without this kind of poison uh, on a daily basis. And so we need to get out of this system. Now, I know that parents will say, well, I'm not always in a position to get out of the system. I can't go to private school. You know, we don't have a good charter program or whatever. You've got to find a way out. I mean, if your school board is not going to listen to this and your teacher has no qualms about doing this, um, then then you've got to get out of there. I know that's a terrible thing to say because I, I ran for office. You would think your elected officials are responsive to the voters in their district, but apparently not enough of the voters think that this is a big deal that they would want to throw this guy and anybody else like him out of office who's covering up for the grooming that's going on in the classroom. Steve, uh, it's hard to imagine a situation that is more self-evident than this, where a mother comes to a, comes to a school board meeting and reads out loud the assignment that her 15-year-old daughter was given and that the daughter had to read back aloud and then to be cut off after the first or second sentence by the school board saying, I'm sorry, we can't allow that kind of uh, pornographic language here in, a, in an open setting. I mean, this is a, this this is an argument that makes itself. Yeah. Now, uh, Whittle's first law of political optics is this: anytime you see something that looks that bad, the only reason you're seeing it is because the alternative is even worse. The reason they cut this woman's mic, they cut the feed to this woman who is saying, I am reading to you the assignment that you gave to my, to my daughter to read, that you forced her to read. I'm just reading it back to you. Well, we can't have that. The only thing that works, that looks worse than cutting her, her feed, Steve, is for them to have to admit that they did, in fact, uh, that they are in fact responsible as a school board for a curriculum that put this degree of poison in their children. That's why they had to cut the mic because the alternative of cutting the mic was to come out and openly say, yeah, we did that. We we are the ones responsible for this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, you just said something that's self-evident. I'm going to say something so self-evident, so basic that I can't believe we don't say it more often. Most people are normal. That's why we call it that. And, 
this occurs to me not because I think everybody should be the same. I am very proud to say that my my collection of friends over the decades has included more than my fair share of weirdos and freaks. And I've just I love them all. and been proud to call them my friends. That said, um, most people are normal. And over the last especially 30 years, um, people, adults have become more not just tolerant, but uh, accepting and even embracing of our, our weirdos and, and freaks. And I use those words without disparagement, just having a little fun here on a very serious topic, if you'll let me do just, just that much. Uh, but we're talking about grownups here. We're talking about people who know who we are and who we do and don't want in our lives. And we are grown enough and responsible enough and hopefully mature enough to make those decisions for ourselves. But now we have, what's the right way to describe this? Politicized weirdness, where they're coming after the weaponized kids. Weaponized it. We weaponized, yes. It, well, it's both, really. And the goal mm -hmm. is the grooming of children or, or teenagers. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual grooming. Uh, there's political grooming as Absolutely. well. And it's it's it, it's about taking these unfinished people because that's what young people are. That's what children are. They're unfinished people. They 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 look like small little people, but they're they're not finished yet. It's not that their bodies aren't fully grown, although that's part of it. It's that they're not fully grown here. Or they're not fully grown here. And you've got to give kids the freedom and parental guidance to become full people, fully realized human beings. And to have third parties come in behind parents' backs with a political or sexual agenda to change these children into something some stranger wants them to be, and then to declare that it's off limits or impermissible for the parents to do anything about this. We saw what happened in Virginia last year in that election. Parents are waking up there's going to be some big change. And the part that kind of breaks my heart even more than it already is, Bill, is because of this weaponized, this politicized weirdness, all of the progress that we've made over the last 30 years in becoming more accepting and tolerant and embracing is going to be pissed away by the very people who needed it the most. Yeah, that's right. Uh, folks, when I was probably I was five years old, something like that, uh, I went into our living room and uh, and I lifted up the cushions on our couch and I climbed underneath them and then I put the cushions back down again because I was convinced that I could hide from my parents. <laughs> and sure enough, my mother came into the room and looked around and, and saw the cushions and could hear me breathing. And she said, where's Billy? And my dad came out and said, I don't know. I haven't seen him anywhere. And they started searching the living room, trying to find me, at which point I spring out and reveal I was hiding under the cushions the whole time. Why do I bring this story up? I bring the story up because I genuinely believed that they couldn't see me. I 100% believed it. And I 100% believed it because I was five. Children are learning sponges. They will, they have no critical ability to stop. That's how humans get to be humans. They have a relatively short period of time to learn how to do a lot of complex things. And so everything that comes in, they accept is true. This is why Santa Claus is such an interesting thing, although Santa Claus obviously does exist. Now, when you have people that are that, that are that receptive, that will take anything that is told to them and believe it, 
then you are dealing with a very special case, which is why we used to revere teachers because we understood that we wanted people of only the highest moral quality, only the highest moral quality to, to be the people who educated our children because we are we were at least acutely aware of the fact that their influence is magnified by orders of magnitude, that anything they put into the heads of these children, if it's mathematics, they'll learn it. And if it's politics, they'll learn it. If it's sexual identity, they'll learn it. And, and, and so on and so on and so on. This is what this grooming is. And Steve got the word exactly. It is, it is the destruction of normalcy. It is, it is, it is the deliberate, intentional attempt to create a new normal where the people who were abnormal in the society now become the majority. And this is all it is. It's just simply manipulating the putty of the future to make a world that I like better for me. And if other people don't like it better, well, then that's too bad. I'm going to change their children into me. And that's what this entire entire grooming thing is about. And that's why the word is appropriate. I have, my heart goes out for this woman and I'm with Scott 100% on this. When they cut the microphone to her feed as she was reading her classroom assignment, I would have shouted over the, the classroom, since you're the school board, my daughter's name is Angela Johnson and you may remove her from the roles as of this moment. And, and, and then the devil take the consequences after that because Scott's right, there's nothing nothing more destructive than introducing sexuality at, into children at an age where they don't even understand how baseball works yet. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Right Angle. 